Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and thank you for joining us in Growing Together. I'm Claire Venice from Petersfield's Shine Radio and I'm at the Adhurst Estate Allotment with Allotment Chair Steve Amos. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? All right, thank you. Nice to get out. Well, it's nice to be here. It's, it's lovely. Gorgeous evening we've got. It's beautiful, got. isn't it? It's a bit breezy, so excuse the background noise and we can hear the road a little bit, but... It just kind of blends into the background, doesn't it? It does. And just all taken over by the gorgeous light. It is beautiful. That, that late summer, sort of early evening sunshine is just beautiful. It's just soft, isn't it? I say it every year. I just, I actually long for this light year do round. You? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Colours are all different all, all year round, aren't they? But I think early spring, the green in late spring, early summer, vibrant green is, is my favourite colour. But I know what you mean about this sort of late summer early evening sunshine it is beautiful isn't it it's quite magical i love it certain things look very nice (laughs) (laughs) he says looking at his dahlia plants (laughs) that was subtle wasn't it did you like that handed to me steve they were the flowers i saw when i first walked up to your plot they're gorgeous colors you have pretty much every single color of the rainbow there haven't you they're looking good they are looking good this this time of year they're at their best yeah it's just a job keeping up with deadheading and obviously we're in middle of show season now so it's, it's just about it's timing 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 for the shows but you know last weekend i really struggled to get just six blooms for the for the steep flower show we'd had that rain you know and it's just ooh, the, the white ones the the canora challenger the white spiky ones and my go-to absolute banker for a large-headed dahlia and there wasn't one. Oh no well, was there may not? have been one but there certainly wasn't three definitely not five Wow. Yeah. Shocking, isn't it? I know, I know. So I'm praying, What did you do? Praying to the Dahlia gods for this <laughs> weekend. It's the, uh, it's the Liphook and Bramshot District show, and they've got five or six Dahlia classes. So I'm praying to the Dahlia gods that uh, we're going to be all right. They're looking all right now, but it is only Wednesday. Yeah, there's a bit of rain due, isn't there, there is, I think? There is. So I'm going to come up early Friday morning and pick so they can just sit in the garage in water for a full 24 hours. Be nice and cool. They'll be fine. Good idea. They'll be fine, he says. Touch wood. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. Well, they are your pride and joy, you can tell. There's something that you do nurture and, and look after as the year goes I, on. I love them. I really do love them. But it, it kind of puts things into perspective when you see... I'm a member of, like, the, on the Facebook page, the National Dahlia Society Facebook page. Oh, my goodness. Some of these, what I call the big boys, you know, the professional showers and growers. My goodness me. I mean, that's beautiful. Their plot's just absolutely the whole thing would be dahlias rows and rows of dahlias it's just bonkers absolutely one day i was gonna say would you do that would you do that one day maybe when i'm retired but they take so much time they take an awful lot of looking after a lot of nurturing you know i I forget the, the quote but per 40 dahlias it's like an hour every other day or something it's, it's a bonkers amount of time to get to that super top level you need an awful lot of time because you, you're constantly disbudding and feeding and deadheading and just staking and have you ever seen the giants at the show no they're, they're, honestly the heads of the dailies about the size of a basketball they're enormous and a guy i know who helps me out just with advice and stuff he won the National Dahlia Society competition last year, year before last, I think it was, made with him three years ago, for 12 giants, each one different. Spectacular. It's impressive. So yeah. 12 Dahlia basketballs. 
all different colours. Absolutely bonkers. I'll have to look out for them. It's beautiful. They sound incredible. Well, that, the National Dahlia Society show is at Wisley, at the Wisley Flower Show in September, middle of September. Oh, well, I'm going. Oh, the national, I'm going. There's a marquee. Is there? It's the National Daily Society marquee. Go and have a look. I will go. It's Brilliant. Mind glad you mentioned it. Absolutely mind. And speak to people that you think I'm passionate about it. Speak to those guys. They just love it. Yeah. Well, I'll go. I'll go along and find out. Yeah, about just it. go Thank with your ears it. open and a notepad because they just fill you with information. It's incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, really good. Well, these shows are great, and this is probably the last one of the year that I'm going to go to. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary up at Wisley oh, this year. Yeah, so I'm I like Wisley. It's nice, isn't it? It's not far away either. So I've, I've been, a, been a few times. Unfortunately, I think the Wisley show is over the weekend that I have another show. And unfortunately, I'm not quite good enough to enter the National Daily Society national competition just yet. Maybe, <laughs> one of these days. Maybe it's a few years time. One of these days. <laughs> well, talking dahlias, what do you do with them then? You obviously keep deadheading, keep going as long as you can. Yep. Obviously, they, they don't survive a frost. They're very frost-sensitive. The tubers are surprisingly tough, but the, the plants themselves are very frost-sensitive. So probably end middle of October, I'll just hack them back to probably about a foot and a half high. You know, big pair of shears to them all. You know, even if there's still flowers coming, take them down. And it's a train of thought that I've read about and taken advice on. Some people do it, some people don't. But a bit like the daffodil bulb, the green just gives you a bit more energy, the last bit of energy, last bit of sunlight into the tuber before lifting. So that's what I do. And then the frost come, and then they go down to the ground, and then lifted. Okay. Yeah. Because I know some you left in the ground, didn't you, as well? I left as a most bit of an in the ground last year. Yeah, I've, you know, with personal circumstances, I wasn't sure what my storage facility was going to be like last winter. So I, um, yeah, I left them in, and I lost maybe eight tubers, which I didn't think was too bad, really. Bit of a risk, but yeah, it was... It was a risk. It worked but out. at the end of the day, what can you do? You know, didn't think I was going to have anywhere to put them, so I just left them in. I didn't even mulch them. They do need to come up this year, though, because the beds need manuring, because obviously dailies are really greedy. They, they like some good organic matter in there, so they will have to, by hook or by crook, they will have to come up this year. So um, that'll be a task. So if you want to help lifting 150 <laughs> dahlia plants, you're more than welcome. Mm, I'll have to let you know. <laughs> I take <laughs> that as a no. Quite a lot going on at home because it's been... Well, again, it's been a funny summer, hasn't it? I remember saying this last year, we had quite a bit of rain, but this year we've had the other extreme. We've had a lot of heat yeah. and my garden, I just want to start again, really. Mm. I'm, I'm going to put a load of manure on, like you said. I yep. mean, I know some people put green manure on yes. their bare patches this yes. time of year. I've done that in the past. And then I've left it too long and had to dig it in and I've made a right mess of it. So I'm just yeah. going to manure over okay. and, and start again. Yeah, no, good idea. It's, it's been crazy. And I was talking to your colleague at the Steep Flower Show. Entries were down a little bit. Entrance were about the same, but a number of exhibits was definitely down. And speaking to people that usually go and show there, they just said, you know, their garden was completely decimated. They had nothing. If you've got a garden that's south-facing and was taking that full sun for all that time we've had, we shouldn't complain, should we? But um, it's from a gardening perspective, it was, it was devastating. You it just can't really keep was. up with watering. No, you can't. No, no you can't. Water butts and empty even, quickly, even if you were they? keeping up with watering, my friend over in Steep Marsh is hydrangeas that got the late afternoon and evening sun scorched. The leaves are just scorched. The, the plants aren't dead, but they don't look very well. Yeah, mine have done the same yeah. in the front garden. Yeah. That's what it is. The hydrangeas don't like, don't like that heat. No. Some plants do, and actually I've just been to buy some more salvias that I've managed to get on offer, actually, okay. at a local garden centre. I saw them on offer and I just couldn't resist. Excellent. Dug up a little bit more lawn. Have you? Yes. Poor, those poor <laughs> kids are going to have nowhere to play football. They're getting too old for that now. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's still room to play badminton. That was that was a prerequisite. I had to keep some room to play badminton on the lawn. But uh, I've dug a little a little corner okay. where I've put actually some lovely salvias because they will survive. They will cope with a hot summer yes. uh, and less watering as well. And they're actually lovely, although obviously it's coming to the end of the season now. Yes, they're waving around in the wind and looking uh, very nice. pretty. I'm, yeah, no, they're good, I'm aren't they? I I've got a lot of salvias in the garden at home, and um, I cut them back. They got all quite leggy, so I just cut cut the tops off them they're all flowering again yes they all come again they can do is, that which is brilliant yeah. and you can take cuttings as well they're yeah, quite easy like, to take cuttings from. i took a load of cuttings last year actually and every single one of them took oh brilliant it was brilliant so i got more so well i sold them all in plant sales did you in the spring that's a good idea and more salvias than you could shake a proverbial stick at. well that's the problem isn't it then yeah. you end up with too many <laughs> you, you can have any any plant you want as long as you have a salvia yeah, with it exactly. <laughs> well more and more people might be wanting to now exactly it's a bit like know. a bit like tomatoes this year my goodness me i've never had so many they're everywhere. And they're delicious. They're great. They're great. Really I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of tomatoes. Like the normal size tomato. I'm not the biggest fan. But the ones I grow, the, the cherries I grow, the, a variety called a perro, absolutely beautiful. And I picked, picked a load, obviously, for the show on last weekend. And they're everywhere. They're all in, you know, neighbours had some. They're all over the kitchen. There's some in the fridge, in the bread bin. You open anything, there's, there's tomatoes everywhere. It's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. But, yeah, other people have said that to me as well. Tomatoes have been bonkers this year, which is great. I've got mine in my hanging baskets. Oh, I've got yes, the tumbling I saw them. toms. I them, yeah. And actually, they were the only things that sort of survived whilst we went away. We went away in the really hot spell. But I popped the hanging baskets into buckets, so I took them down filled up some buckets yes. and just sat them in the bucket. Oh, did you? And it kept them going. Brilliant. So yeah, I just pop outside the back door, grab a handful. Pick a few, yeah. And, and have them for lunch. Well, my, uh, my girlfriend and her kids were over yesterday and um, my daughter and her daughter went out to the garden to pick potatoes. And um, she was very excited about going out to the garden with a fork and digging potatoes for dinner. It was brilliant and they're lovely. That's so I've got nice. one row of jazzies left. That's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Enjoy them while you can. Yeah, they're good though. And that's what's so great about this this time of year. I know it's been a difficult summer, but there's still some yummy things to be had, aren't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, my apples, again, oh. just incredible. Oh, I meant to bring you some, Steve, I forgot. We have loads of apples. Please don't. Oh, have you got loads too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's four apple trees in the back garden, a cooker and three eaters. Honestly, it's dangerous walking under the apple tree because hmm. they're all falling off at the moment yeah. with the thud. The cooker's... You know, a big old beast. And then they could do you some serious damage if they fall from high. Got to pick them quick and make Ex- a crumble. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> our, um, our crab apple tree has been, again, gorgeous. So we made some spicy crab apple jelly, oh, nice. which is a really, they really can bring nice me some of that. Have. Okay, we've got another batch to make. Excellent. We've got another batch to make. Very, very good recipe. I'll have to put that on the website because it, it, we make it every year we can. Mm. It's delicious. Very, very nice. Not hot spicy. No. It's got cinnamon Just a bit in of it spice. and some cloves. Oh, like a, almost like a Christmas spice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It will yeah, yeah. go really nicely with cheese or just actually with, with hot butter toast. You know, that's delicious oh, really? as well. Yeah, oof, really, oof. really very nice. Oof. So Sounds there has good. been some good things. But yeah. Steve, I have to say, celebrations are in order. This Why's is that? the second year of Growing Together. Oh, fantastic. Started it two years ago in September uh, with Anne-Marie. With Anne-Marie, of course, yeah. And then... You took over the reins in January. Yes. So two years for growing together. Brilliant. It's so when can great. I hang up my uh, <laughs> my podcast gloves? I don't know. Do you want to? <laughs> no, I really enjoy it, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like talking and, and stuff you're passionate about. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? When you talk to anybody that's passionate about something, whatever that be, I, I think it's interesting listening to them. I don't know whether people think it's interesting listening to us talking, but I certainly find it interesting listening to passionate people. Well, it's been lovely coming here and 
seeing the allotments grow as the year has mm, progressed. It's been good, hasn't it? Really lovely. Yeah. It has been. And, you know, now we're coming to the end of it, but there's always something to do. Yes. Oh, I'm so far behind. It's not enough to hours in the day sometimes. It's a little bit like April for me, September, right, okay. where that sort of slight panic yes. sets in yeah, yeah. of getting ready and preparing and cutting back and sorting out things so that the garden looks okay for the mm. winter and is ready to get going again in, yeah. in the spring. But it's interesting, isn't it? I think a few hours solid graft and that's all it takes. Just a few hours, a couple of sessions of a few hours and you'll be back on top of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the beds will be covered, manured, covered, ready for next year. Then the only task that we have to do, you and I, is lift my dahlias. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Well, there's, I mean, there are some things you can still sow. You can still get ready because the hardy annuals need to go in. And actually soon it won't be long. I mean, you can put in some autumn broad beans. Yes. That will overwinter. Yes. The Agridolce variety will see you through the winter if you want to do that. Garlic goes in later in the winter. I was going to say, it's not not far off garlic planting time, Mm. is it? And alliums as well. Get your alliums in soon. I was at the garden centre the other day and they were changing all, you know, the, the big sort of bulb displays they have. They were changing all those over to alliums and daffodils and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So, and you get some great deals. Yeah, you can do. And actually, and online as well. And I still haven't ordered my spring bulbs. Have you not? No, I've, I've not got my head around it. But I think probably in the next couple of weeks, I'll, I'll get organised. It, it was my mum's birthday last week and um, she'd asked for some garden vouchers for her birthday so I'd gone online and I knew what she wanted she wanted some agapanthus and some lilies was what she wanted so I had a little search and came up with them parkers and they got some great deals on at the moment so uh, she got she got a few pounds worth of uh, spending money at parkers which she was delighted with well it is nice to look forward to to things as well I mean Mm. as the season kind of draws to an end and we're kind of winding down a little bit at the allotment it's nice to have things to look forward to definitely and we we said it loads of times haven't we there's always some as as you said just now as well there's always something to do and i think with gardening there is always something to look forward to whether that be the end of next month planting your garlic or yes i I love it it's great well actually and something i missed the boat on last year was the meadow the mini meadow, which is oh, yeah. the right time to sow your seeds now. So prepare the ground. Meadows do not like good soil. So take the top off. If you're making a new site, take the top off and sow your seeds. Yellow rattle can go in now. Oh, okay. That's a good time to sow that. So that's something you can do. And you can look after your lawn, which lawn's really taken a battering this summer, haven't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's quite nice here. I think it, it does get quite a bit of shade. So the grass, not that I've cut it very much, but it, it's not too bad, is it? But as you say, my lawn, it's like the desert. There's flashes of green here and there now. But it's amazing, isn't it? Even in a completely dead lawn, what looks like a dead lawn, weeds still come up, don't they? <laughs> yes. Those roots must be so deep. Incredible. Well, I noticed when I was digging up some turf, oh, really? the weeds in there yes. were the stronger roots, yes. definitely. But I always think it's fascinating that grass does few weeks into the not that we have a rainy season but a few weeks of rain and you think oh, i'm sure my lawn was brown but actually it's nice and lush and green again yeah it's, it will come back it's incredible isn't it will it? come back but i am thinking about getting some more water butts i have two at home and i think i need to get a few more yes i know you've got quite a few here how many have we got Talked one two about this before. three four we've got five six seven eight nine ten 13. Okay. And that's the ones you can see here. 13 between my, my dear friend uh, Coxie and I. 13 water butts. So, but even they were all dry yeah. earlier this year. You know, what can you do? No, it's important to think about it, I think, though, and prepare. Mm. So that we're not going to get shocked again like we were this year, maybe. 
taken, no. un- taken unawares, maybe. Yeah, and I don't think we should have been. But, you know, things are getting warmer. Is it just the weather? It's controversial, I know, but global warming is definitely here. So your sweet corn's looking good? Ah, it might look good from here. Oh, OK. And it was very good about 10 days ago. And I didn't harvest it. So the mice, the rats and the squirrels have helped me. I have no sweet corn. Well, I noticed walking up on another plot, someone has very cleverly put plastic bottles... Yeah, that's right, yeah. ...over their sweet well, I, corn. I missed that boat. I've never seen that have before. You not? Oh, no. It's brilliant. So you get like a, a tonic bottle, just your normal litre-sized tonic bottle, cut the bottom off it, take the top off it. When the corn is probably about a week away from being ready, and you know how to check the corn's ready. No. How do you do that? So, so where the, the husk comes out of the top the feathery bits, pull it back a little bit to expose a couple of the kernels and squeeze them. And if they're milky, they're not ready. If they go clear, then, or the clearer the liquid that comes out of the, the kernel, the closer to being ready they are. So when they're starting to go clear, bang your tonic bottles on and stops everything, all the beasties helping themselves. And it works, it really does work. I just missed it. Oh, no, it's a clever idea. Yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? Smart move. So are you harvesting anything else? I know beans have been a bit tricky this year, haven't they? I, I haven't had any. My beans have been a nightmare. I had about a week's worth of runner beans and then not very good at all. Very despondent about my runner beans this yeah, year. Yeah, you were anyway, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, but hey, one of those things, one isn't of those it? Oh, but I was going to ask you, how are your pumpkins coming along? Oh, we're going to have a look in a minute. Okay, very good. And then I'll show you what's going to be the winning pumpkin. Okay. We'll go for a little walk. and okay. I'll sh- It's on the way out, so I'll show you what it is. Oh, brilliant. So, um... Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a bit of a theory why mine won't win. So my dear friend and neighbour, Mr Cox, uh, was meant to water when I was away on holiday. And I think he watered everything else. He did a wonderful job. Nothing died. Brilliant. But I think he was a bit mean on the watering of the pumpkins. Ooh, controversial. I left, when I left, his pumpkin and my pumpkins were the same size. <laughs> when I came back, his was considerably larger than mine. No. <laughs> have you confronted him about I have, and have he's you? denied it completely. <laughs> I even presented him with a gift from, from Egypt whilst asking him whether he actually watered my pumpkins or not. And he uh, absolutely confirmed he had, but the jury's out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> bit of fun, though. Oh, it's okay. all a bit of fun. And I think that, that we're having, we are having a comp- competition. I think I mentioned it earlier in the year. One of our dear allotmenteers passed away last year and he was a member of the Petersfield Pumpkin Society. And the last year he was a member of the society, I think he won the biggest pumpkin. So we thought it quite right to uh, remember Bob, Bob Keevil, with a trophy. So we, we have the Bob Keevil Memorial Trophy, which is going to be an annual event, an annual trophy, completely open and awarded to the person who grows the biggest pumpkin. So completely open, grow whatever variety you like, do whatever you want. Very different to the Petersfield Pumpkin Society. They're very strict on what seeds you have and this, that and the other. But um, yeah, when you see it, you'll be like, wow. Oh, okay. It's massive. Is this the first year you've yes. done this? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. Brilliant. So yeah. when's the actual um, unveiling of the I large pumpkin? I can't remember when I said it was. I, th- I think it's the end of, end of September. What I think lovely thing. I think there's about half a dozen people entering but it'll be great it'll be, it'll be a good laugh and um the winner it's a whopper isn't it i think he might need a pallet and a forklift goodness me brilliant <laughs> how brilliant well i've heard that that you know there might be a shortage of pumpkins this year due to the weather mm. because they do need an awful lot of water yeah well i know that they need yes they needed water when i was in egypt and i don't think they got much <laughs> brilliant oh, there's always something going on down here it's great isn't it's it? great fun it is good fun it's it's 
yeah, it, it's lovely. And the longest runner bean competition is going to be a, it's going to be a washout for me. I've won it, I think, the last five years. Not a chance this year. I did wonder. No, Ugh. no, my the prize will be going to somebody else. I can't even remember where the trophy is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a shame. I've had it so long, That's I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> now, how are your carrots and your parsnips? Because we did unveil one. We did, didn't we? Last month. Yeah. Have you have you checked any of the others? Well, yeah, we the steep flower show last week. Um, Harriet and I came up here and um, we, we pulled the long carrots. The long carrots, absolutely delighted. And the parsnips, chuffed a bit. Have you left any in or are they all, oh, yeah, all no, done? No, no, no. Um, we've got another two shows to go. So, yeah, so we've got two... two well, that bed is, hasn't been touched. Mm. Top two beds, yeah, there's st- probably still... Well, we only pulled, I think, pulled ten carrots, long carrots, to get six, two lots of three. So that, that worked well. And then the stump-rooted ones... Yeah, if there's no long ones left, we'll just go the stump-rooted ones. So Project Carrot and Project Parsnip was Big a success. Big success. Very, very pleased. Excellent. Will you be doing it again, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Oh, 100%. I think what I might do next year is actually two beds of the long carrots and one bed of the, the shorter ones. What, to try and go even longer? No, no, no. No, just to grow, to grow more. It's really difficult because at the shows, if you pull one... Then you pull another, and it's not matching. You've got to pull another, and you've got three non-matching. You still need another two to make a three. So you can end up pulling, like, 10, 15 carrots to get three that you're happy with. Yeah. You know, because I'm... You know, you're always searching for the perfect carrot. But um, these... The long ones were pretty good. Do they taste nice? They taste lovely. Mm. Yeah, really good. And then... Yeah, my neighbours did very well. I, I took a I took a bunch of carrots and a load of tomatoes around to my neighbours the other day, and he was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> thanks, Steve." Um, yeah, it's gonna fe- it's gonna fe- feed him and his partner for I don't know how long. How one one see- carrot feeds a family of four for a week. <laughs> how did you see the carrot that long before? No. <laughs> no. Oh, what a brilliant project! I'm so pleased it was. Yeah, no, well. me too. Actually, it, it was a bit of fun and. You know, but, but as, as I said, when I started out on the project, you just never know what you're going to get until no. you pull them. We did have a couple of funny ones. Harriet had one, and it had four little legs that looked like they were running. It was, it was about four inches long, and it had these four little stumpy legs in the end. <laughs> she painted a little face on it and nurtured it for a good 24 hours till it went all soggy and the legs fell off. I love wonky vegetables, though. They're great yeah, no, they're great, aren't they? Yeah. I think, nothing just, wrong with know, it whatsoever. Nothing, exactly, nothing at all. Well, should we have a little wander and... Uh... See the pumpkins. pumpkins. Yeah, come on, let's go. So we've turned up to Steve's second little plot with his pumpkins. They look good, Steve. They're all right. I think they'd be great for Halloween. People will go, wow, look at the size of those pumpkins when they're outside the doorstep. But they're not not competition winners, unfortunately. Next year, Rodney. Yeah, (laughs) watch out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The competition's on. I'm not going on holiday. Yeah, they will look amazing actually carved, won't they? Yeah, they'll be great. Very good. Yeah, they're really good. But um, we'll go and have a look at some proper pumpkins now. So now we're heading up to visit the large pumpkin that Steve mentioned. <laughs> it's a bit like James and the giant peach. There's people living inside it. Can you see it yet? Oh my goodness, it's peeping out. I can. <laughs> wow, that's a really good pumpkin. It's a whopper, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How, how big would you say that is? I'm no expert. Wow, look at that. It's got to be at least 20 kilos. Easy 20 kilos, I reckon. It's the only one on here, though, isn't it? On yeah. the, on yeah, the yeah. whole plot. So he's obviously done that on purpose. I guess so. so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. what I tried. 
But obviously he's watered his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I sense the competition already next year. Exactly. It's going to be hot. Um, yeah, very, very good. How so, lovely. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah, great no, it's a have. great one. So that's a proper Cinderella pumpkin. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely. It really is gorgeous. Well, hopefully the mice won't eat it. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beauty. So how are they going to carry this? Well, I think the idea is that we bring some scales up here. I stand on the scales. <laughs> no one looks at the weight. <laughs> and then I stand on the scales again and we take, the, you know, do the maths. So it's, I think it's going to be down to me to lift the damn thing. So we'll Look see. Forward to that. Yeah. Well, Steve, it's been wonderful as always to catch up with you. Again. Yeah, no, it's been good. Thank you for coming. So much to do in September. We could have gone on and on and on, but we'll catch up again in October. Fantastic. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a question or you just like to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on 01730 or you can email us at team at shineradio.uk. Happy gardening. together new every month and always online at shineradio.uk when you listen to petersfield's shine radio the children of sheet primary school will keep you on time it's 16 minutes to seven it's quarter past five through the day every day their young voices keep petersfield running like clockwork it's 27 minutes to 12 it's half past six shine time is sponsored by pickets and purses for the timeless beauty of new and vintage jewelry in petersfield it's 29 minutes to three Shine Time, only from Petersfield's Shine Radio.